0: Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, verse 10. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed. They cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord, and I cannot hold it in. Pour it out on the children in the street and on the young men gathered together. Both husband and wife will be caught in it, the old, those weighed down with years. Their homes will be turned over to others, together with their fields and their wives. When I stretch out my hand against them, those who live in the land, declares the Lord. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their loathsome conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They don't even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. Now this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient Path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, We will not walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you and said, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, We will not listen. Therefore, hear, O nations, observe, O witnesses. What will happen to them? Hear, O earth, I am bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes because they have not listened to my word and have rejected my laws. I've heard all of my life about the wrath of God. And then that Romans passage that is always so troubled me the wrath of god is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness since they may know about god it's plain to them because god has made it plain and he talks about they're storing up wrath for the day of of judgment God is angry with America. God is angry with America. I haven't wanted to admit that. Because the America, in my mind, is a wonderful place, a place I love, a people I love. But over the last months, we have seen some very clear demonstrations of the utter wickedness at the highest levels of the American government running through the legislative branch of government, the judicial branch, the executive branch. The state courts, the courts have become, including the Supreme Court, utterly corrupt. Now, they've never said it, but I believe Judge Scalia was murdered. I believe others have been murdered because of their stand against corruption. Judge Roberts, at the Supreme Court, has made decision after decision that were not in, that those decisions were not in accord with the Constitution. He has obviously been deeply compromised. We're in trouble. Many have said. Many that I have great respect for have said that America is Babylon. I've never wanted to accept that. How could my beloved country be Babylon? And I have to look realistically at the church in America and recognize that it is totally compromised by its love of money. It has become big business. Pastors are living like kings, driving the latest cars, living in mansions, some like Joel Osteen, more than a king, and many others. look at the gospel that's being preached in the in the americas and it's not a gospel at all it's a lie As you can tell this is this is not easy for me i want to be loved and respected but the word of god So straight and so sharp, dividing bone from marrow. And if we're honest with ourselves and we look at what's happening in this nation, look, I know some of you don't want to even talk about this, but look at the death rate from the flu, look at the death rate from COVID. Look at the death rate from heart attacks. Look at the death rate from cancer. And then tell me there's some justification in science for locking down our nation and destroying our businesses. Isolating us and separating us from one another. Putting a diaper over our mouth. And there's scientific justification for that? absolutely no it's all a part of a grand strategy that was planned now we have evidence planned long ago i'm so troubled today i i come to the book of revelation I said, Lord, are you really angry with America? Yes. Last night as I sat before him, all I could do was sit before him and weep. It was hard to rest. God is not going to let this wickedness pass without some very stern judgment. We are in the last age. We are in the closing days of this age. And now we're going to have to deal with the judgments of God. What are we going to do? to the book of Revelation and I've been buried in that this morning so much so that I barely got on the radio in time I panicked my dear producer let me just read some of this for you please fallen Babylon is Babylon the great. Now if you remember Babylon was where Nebuchadnezzar ruled. But I want to point out that Babylon was much more than a city. It was a people. It was a nation. And when the word comes, Babylon, fallen, fallen, it's talking about a people. She has become a home for demons and a haunt for every evil spirit. If you were watching, which I was not and will not, the Super Bowl, and you watched the halftime show, you saw the haunt of every evil spirit. You saw something that was utterly unclean and demonic. I used to love to watch the Olympics. But in recent years, the Olympic opening ceremonies have been so filled with demon images and occult images and wickedness, vileness, that I was not even able. I just stopped. I don't watch them anymore. And I won't a haunt for every evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable bird. For all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Then I heard a voice, another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven. And God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Mix her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit as a queen, I'm not a widow, I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day her plagues will overtake her, death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified is her torment. They will stand far off and cry, Woe! Woe, O oh great city! O oh Babylon, city of power! In one hour your doom has come! You notice they stand off at a great distance. They're not going to come and try to rescue America. America is going to burn. America is going to face the wrath of God for what we have done in the countless people we have murdered with our military-industrial complex, the countless numbers of babies we have murdered in their mother's wombs, the crime the shooting, the violence. Oh, if we knew the hidden life of what is going on behind the curtain. That's true of some of you listening. You're engaged in all manner of evil, lying. Cheating, stealing. Some of you are even involved in child pornography or child molestation or child abuse. Some of you who are listening may be abusing your wife or your husband physically. Is incredibly great. The darkness is incredibly great. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore cargoes of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen purple silk and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood, articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze and iron, marble, cargoes of cinnamon and spice of incense, the bodies and souls of men. They will say the fruit you long for is gone from you, All your riches and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off. Terrified at her torment, they will weep and mourn and cry. Woe, woe, O great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, glittering with gold and precious stones and pearls, in one hour such great wealth has been brought to ruin.' tragic chapter chapter 18 as it speaks about the destruction of this of this people we have lived with incredible casual wickedness i've listened to to preachers who I've had great respect for. And then I listen to them preach a sermon where they pull the punch at the end and they don't call for any change. They don't call for repentance. They don't want to upset anybody. They want to be loved and they want to be accepted. So they won't speak an honest word of truth. I understand. You lose people when you speak truth. But you know what I I can't afford to speak anything but the warning that God has placed in my heart that we must repent and turn back to Jesus. I see such criminality in every branch of government. I see criminality in the, in the central banks, in the stock market, in the whole money system of America. I see criminality on every hand. We have become a nation of lawless criminals. I hold the church accountable for that. I hold myself accountable for that. The pulpits of America no longer burn with righteousness. Oh, we don't want that hellfire and brimstone preaching. Let's get rid of that. Well, when we got rid of that, we immediately began to go down the road of utter wickedness in America. We were infiltrated with with television shows that just slowly blew coldness upon our souls. Legalism, self-righteousness. And in the process, the church lost its right to speak about sin because we were walking in sin as churches in self-righteousness. And please, I spoke about this yesterday. It is equally ugly if you walk over here on the left-hand side and you have no principles and you have no morality and you have no absolutes. So much so that when people say, when they're talking, they're lying. That's ugly to God. But equally on the other side, those who stand up and pretend to be self-righteous. Those who say, I haven't made, I'm on my way to heaven. I don't have anything to worry about. I'm good to go. Look at those poor slobs over there, like the Pharisee and the publican. Well, God wants to save the Pharisee, and he wants to save the publican. Frankly, it's much easier to save the publican than it is the Pharisee. But publicans can be saved and turned into Pharisees, and that's what's happened in the church go to the book of Revelation and you look at the seals in chapter 6 I believe the second seal is open I heard the second living creature say come then another horse came out a fiery red one its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other and to him was given a very large sword, to him was giving the atomic bomb. We have to recognize that second seal has been opened. The third seal, I believe, is in the process right now of being opened. When the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, I looked. And there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand, and I heard what sounded like voices among the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. That's exactly what's happening in America today, and in the entire world. You have the rich and the poor. A quart of wheat is enough nutrition for one person for one day. Three quarts of barley, enough nutrition for one person for one day. In other words, you work all day for enough just to pay for your income, for your physical support. But then don't touch the oil and the wine. Don't touch the rich people. Don't touch the one percenters. That's what's being said. I believe that's taking place right now. As our businesses have been closed down, you have an increasing division between the rich and the poor. Not just in America, but in Europe, all over the world. Africa, the same thing's happening. China, the same thing is happening. These seals are international seals. They're not just for America, they're for the world. And God is opening now, and it's almost completed. This This third seal. Now let me share with you the fourth seal. I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him, and they were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the field. I believe that's what's next. Wholesale death, large-scale passing of men and women into eternity. This is the counting down of the pouring out of the wrath of God against the wickedness of our day and our age. These things are controlled by the hand of God, and God is angry with the wickedness of our churches. We have not stood up and we have not proclaimed righteousness and holiness. We've become very self-righteous. Breaks my heart. he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who'd been slain because of the word of God. Many are being slain today because of the word of God. Not in America, but that's coming. People will die in America for their belief and their stand for Jesus Christ. There's a sixth seal and there's a seventh seal. They're all going to be opened one by one. And then the trumpets are going to sound. The second angel sounded his trumpet. Something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. A third of the ships were destroyed. A great star, blazing like a torch, fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. A third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, so that a a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and a third of the night. I heard an angel that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels. Can I be very blunt with you today? If you do not leave your sin, your sin will kill you. God's judgments are coming upon this earth. It is time to get right with God. I'm rejoicing that churches are not continuing to meet in the same old way we have always met. It's time for a new kind of church. Time for a new kind of church. A church where holiness is preached. A church where sin is rebuked. A sin is exposed and made public. Where there is no coddling of wickedness and darkness. A place where men and women begin to come and repent and understand the mighty grace and mercy and love of Jesus Christ to save us from his wrath, for his wrath is coming upon America. Don't make any mistake about that. It's already upon America. We are already seeing the beginning of the judgments of God being poured out on the nation of America. The snow, the rains, the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the disease, we are beginning to see the pouring out of the wrath of God in preparation for these final moves that I've just read to you from the book of Revelation. Some of you have not even read the scriptures. You just sit in front of your television. You sit in front of your internet. You play internet games, video games, violent video games, and you sear your heart, call yourself a Christian, but you walk like the world and you think like the world and you operate like the world. Is it any wonder God is angry with us? Who of us will be able to escape his wrath? I want to read a passage for you. It's found in Romans the 6th chapter. And I want to tell you you can live a new life and you can escape the wrath of God because the wrath of God is not intended for his people. But most who are in the church in America today are not his people. They're still pagans at heart. They've never truly been converted. They walk in arrogance before God. There's no weeping for their sin. There's no humility. It's all business as usual. It's building the institution. It's It's going to the meetings and the conferences and being involved with people and it's a business. A feel-good business. Being recognized by the bishop and being considered somebody and being selected for an important committee or, or an important assignment. Are you kidding me? God forbid... Romans 6 chapter, verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, that is, with Jesus, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. No, that's not a good translation. It's been watered down in the NIV. If you look at the literal words in the Greek, the body of sin has been destroyed, annihilated, removed, stripped off, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. And yet the church today denies that you can be freed from your sin. Oh, my brothers, my sisters. If you cannot be freed from your sin, you cannot be in the kingdom of heaven. You cannot be a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. But you have to die with Christ before you can live with him. And if you're still walking in wickedness before God, you have not died to your sin. I want to tell you, there is such a glorious place that the Lord God of heaven has for us. There's such a a glorious place of peace and joy and life that he has for us. A place of peace. It's a humble place. It's a place where we're called to be fishers of men. Not where we spend all of our time and energy trying to grub out enough money to pay for life. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be given to you. Our lives must be hidden in Jesus for real. Not make-believe. Not pretend hide. Some of you listening today, your life is not hidden in Jesus. It's hidden in your entertainment. It's hidden in your illicit relationships. It's hidden in the lust of your heart. Where are you hidden today? I want my life to be totally, completely, and forever hidden in Jesus Christ. He's everything to me. Is he to you? Now, he gives us very specific direction about how we should be living. Let me read it for you. Colossians, third chapter. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. That is, you've been crucified. And now by the glorious power of the Holy Spirit, you've been raised with Christ. He says, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death. Literally, he's in the Greek, it says, you have already put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And he he does a hit list here, and I I just want to ask you the question, have you put to death all sexual immorality in your heart and in your life? Have you put to death impurity, cursing, dirty jokes, gossip, slander? All of those are impure. They're unclean lust lust for sexual experience lust for for new things lust for belongings evil desires and greed he says this is idolatry idolatry is Worshiping another God other than Jesus. So if your mind is set on other than Jesus, you're committing idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. America has been totally immersed in sexual immorality, in child trafficking, in every kind of impurity, every kind of sexual lust, Evil desires, greed. America has been immersed in this stuff, and we as pastors have come and not been on fire and saying stop it. Turn to Jesus. Instead we've said Oh, we understand you can't stop sinning. You can't be righteous. We just have to do the best we can we can do. They're lying. Because of these The wrath of God is coming. The wrath of God is coming upon America because we have not set our hearts on Jesus Christ. And we are reaping now the beginning of the whirlwind that will, in time, totally sweep America away. And we will become the haunt of demons. He says you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you voluntarily rid yourselves of all such things as anger and rage and malice and slander, filthy language. He's saying you've already put those away. So put your eyes now on Jesus. Do not lie to each other. Speak the truth. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator, here there's no Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. And I could add there's no black or white, or red or Asian. There's only men and women. I like to say all Christians are red. We're all the same color. We're red. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. Racial conflict has no place in the church. It can't be a church of Jesus Christ and have racial conflict. In Christ, every person finds his place and it's a place of honor and love and mercy and grace. Christ is all and is in all. So then he tells us to clothe ourselves with compassion and humility. Do you hear the cry of my heart today? Tomorrow is going to be a prayer day on the radio. And the Lord is looking for men and women who will finally take a stand for righteousness. And who will pray? He's not looking for closet righteousness. He's looking for public righteousness. He's looking for righteousness in boldness and testimony. He's looking for men and women who will not compromise with darkness. He's looking for men and women who will set other men and women free by the testimony of their righteousness in Jesus Christ. looking for men and women who are not afraid to offend the powers of darkness. He's looking for men and women who have hearts filled with peace and love and joy. Men and women who have laid down their lives for the cross of Jesus Christ. There's one more passage of scripture I want to read for you. It's found over here in the book of Romans. Romans, the 12th chapter. This is what we're called to. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy, pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Praise and songs and music and drums and trumpets. That's not the worship God is looking for. I'm not saying we shouldn't praise God, we should. But that's not the spiritual act of worship He is looking for. He's looking for the worship that says, I am totally consecrated to you, Jesus. And I lay my body on the altar of burnt offering as a living martyr, as a living sacrifice before your throne. My eyes are upon you. I only have your interest in my heart and my mind. I will not go with the devil one more day. I will not walk in a way that brings your wrath upon me and upon my family. He says, do not conform, that is, do not fashion yourself any longer to the pattern of this age. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, total renovation done by the Holy Spirit. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You can't tell what God's will is when you're walking in darkness. To know God's will, you must walk in the light, even as he is in the light. You must walk clean before him. You can't walk under the wrath of God and know what he wants you to do. People say to me, Pastor, what should I do? Well, go pray and ask Jesus. Well, he doesn't talk to me. Then repent. If you want God to talk to you, repent. Turn away from your wickedness. Turn away from the darkness. Sacrifice yourself on the living as a living sacrifice on the altar of God. Then God will talk to you. He'll open the scriptures. The scriptures will come alive. It'll be like they're filled with light. sister will you turn to Jesus will you turn to Jesus today will you seek his face will you lay on your face before him and get right or do you want the wrath of God to come upon you and to sweep you away into darkness and into hell That's your choice. There has to be a total change in our church in America. Let it start with you and me. Let it start right here, where we consecrate ourselves to the Lord Jesus. And we say, Jesus, our spiritual act of worship, my spiritual act of worship, Is total consecration to you. My eyes are on you. My heart beats with yours, Jesus. I want you. God is angry with America. And the wrath of God is beginning to be poured out on this nation and on the church. And we will be destroyed if we do not repent. I urge you, get right with God today. Well, we're out of time for today's broadcast. You've been listening to Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. You can write to me at Post Office Box 2346. That's Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go to our webpage, and there you'll find this broadcast and many others. I thank our dear brother, Ed Pugh, for his hard work in producing. Thank you, dear brother, Ed. You can give online by going to nationalprayerchapel.com in the upper right-hand corner.
1: God bless you today, my brother,
0: and my sister. I love you. We'll pray tomorrow. We'll talk soon. Great joy, with great joy. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory. If you'd like a...